Welcome to 52 Weeks of Flow. This is a moving river podcast hosted by multifaceted entrepreneur and transformational coach Bia Marie Annie. In this podcast, we want to help you discover the concept of flow and show you ways to get into flow and how you can keep your life flowing. Hello, 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 and welcome to 52 Weeks of Flow, the podcast that delves into the depth of human potential and the transformative power of flow. We're still in the beginning of the new year, and I have another amazing guest with me who's going to blow your mind. She is an intuitive guide for conscious leaders, an author, and a speaker. She has 15 plus years of deep expertise in startup marketing and simultaneously is an advanced healer and mindset trainer with certifications in six plus spiritual modalities. Her flagship program, Sell Your Brilliance, takes individuals through higher consciousness, marketing strategies, and activation processes to confidently launch their heart-centered business. And I want to know all about that. So welcome, Michelle. Thank Michelle so Parade, sorry, we talked yeah. about your your last name for about five minutes, and now I completely ruined it. So, welcome, Michelle Parade. It's a, it's a perfect pronunciation. Thank you. Olivia, <laughs> it's it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for coming on. I think this is such an amazing opportunity, also for me to learn a lot because selling from your heart space, selling your brilliance, I think is the most important part in an entrepreneur's life, solopreneur's life, even like small business owners. So tell me all about that program, please. Of course, absolutely. Um, so I will start by telling you a little bit of the evolution of how I got to naming it. Um, because it, it wasn't immediate, let's just say it was uh, definitely step by step. And I knew I wanted to help people with their mission and to define that more uh, and to have that clarity around it. And so originally it was, I named it something like purpose design. And so it was really about clarifying what people's roles were in a, in a deep and meaningful way. Um, because a lot of people are sort of on the path and they're, um, you know, they're getting some clues about which direction to go in, but somehow, um, you know, maybe due to past traumas or, you know, other people projecting onto them what kind of role they should have, a lot of that kind of gets mixed up and jumbled in the process of creating something. So you have some aspects that are so aligned mixed with some aspects that are not. And so, um, you know, when I, when I end up seeing people, it's like, okay, where can we peel off the layers that you told yourself about who you are mm -hmm. so that we can really get to the, the essence. Um, and so it really evolved um, as I started to learn myself different tools. Uh, and it was, of course, first and foremost for myself to figure, figure out for me how I was going to define myself. Um, because I really kept my worlds very separate. I worked in marketing and business development for tech companies for 12 plus years. Um, and then I was 
you know, having this whole other world in the spiritual realm kind of at night and in the weekends. So I kept them very, very separate. And I didn't know that I could um, bridge them together. And so um, it became this process of how can I um, serve the people deeply that I'm here to serve? And how can I bring all of myself to a container in which I'm I'm helping them. So it originally came from from me trying to seek out different different ways and each way didn't didn't suffice enough. There wasn't enough information there. Um you know I so I I now you know look at astrology, gene keys, a little bit of human design, um definitely a lot of intuitive guidance that that I'm getting too. Um, to map out, you know, someone's niche, someone's um, what I want to call ikigai statement. So it's really the intersection of, you know, their prosperity along with their purpose and what the market needs as well in this current time. Because if you bring something out to market too soon, right, that's also going to fail. So you've got to you've got to think about all these intricate details as you're designing something. Um, and so the name Sell Your Brilliance, I ended up taking from astrology um, as I started learning um, that there are there's certain clues, you know, in certain spaces that tell you a little bit about, you know, who. So I'm here to serve um, a primarily the essence of a Virgo and a little bit of Leo. Um, and so these are people who want to make a big difference in the world um, and also want to have a little bit of the spotlight, <laughs> right? And so it's about uncovering their, the, you know, the brilliance piece again, and that comes into a space of Gemini is like part of what's in my movement uh, space. And uh, so it's the, the Gemini is all about writing. It's all about speaking it's all about um communication so um that's where I was like okay what what is it that's on their heart's desire to communicate um so it, it evolved through there and then the cell part was actually um something that I took from a place that I needed to evolve myself and as I'm on that journey on myself I can teach other people um, the same thing, the same discoveries that I'm getting. And um, it's really about breaking down old paradigms of selling. And it's, it's really about embodiment at the end of the day. So when you can really be authentically yourself, um, you, you become magnetic, right? Um, at then we know, we know how energy is. So um, being authentically yourself and also knowing what you're here for, um, it obviously can help you attract the right types of clients and people that you're, you're here to work with. Um, otherwise, what ends up happening is you get what's called karmic clients, um, which happens quite a lot at the beginning stages of a business. Um, as you're trying to figure out who, who you truly want to work with. <laughs> so they're there to kind of teach you, okay, maybe I don't, I'll leave this part off of 
my manifestations of, of people that I want to work with. And then, you know, um, I want to now work with them in a different capacity, right? So it's this um, interesting, you know, I want to call it like a fermentation <laughs> process that happens as you're going through different stages of your business. Um, and it's all, it's all leading you to, um, you know, everything that you want, abundance and uh, more prosperity and love and happiness that all the good things that, that we want, but there's, um, there's always a hero's journey that, that happens for, for all of us, um, in the process. So, um, so yeah, this is right. Currently it's a four month journey. So it really starts with an exploration process. And then by the end, um, there's just a lot of clarity around, um, you know, not just who you are, who you're here to serve, but also what are your, what are you meant to be known for? What are, what are your known for topics? What's your core messaging um, and how you're going to bring that about? What's your marketing strategy? And that's very, very customized to that individual. It's, it's not a, this worked for me. So follow me type of um, process. It's, it's very much, you know, related to how they're designed um, and ultimately also how you can find, you know, your clients, you've got to be where, where your clients are at the end of the day as well. <laughs> so that's it kind of in a nutshell, but there's, you know, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, you know, there's subconscious work that, I kind of, yeah, in and when it's needed is melded into the process as well. So this is so fascinating. I, I'm sorry if you heard my dog snoring, like it, it was like this real, and there she goes again, like, mm. so for everybody listening, I'm so sorry, but for the interruptions, um, so this is so fascinating because, you know, usually you're taught, okay, what's your niche? What is the people that you're going to serve? And you're like, no, I'm here to serve like a Leo Virgo, Virgo Leo type. So when somebody comes to you, do you ask for their astrology sign first? Mm -hmm. So I, so it's the essence of what they're here to do, not necessarily their sun sign. So that's the dis distinction and differentiation. So I can still work with any type of sign at the end of the day, but what they're here to do and what they're here to learn is kind of in the essence of Virgo Leo. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot of intricacies with astrology <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah. I have to go in there again because this is like, so I'm a Pisces. Yeah. Um, and I think my, What's the other one? My, um, the one that is opposite of the sun sign, the moon sign. Um, yeah. I'm a Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. So how do I know what, you know, my essence is? Mm, well, again, I would have to really look at your entire chart. Because <laughs> um, there's, uh, there's different, um, you know, areas within there, you know, depending on where the signs are in, is it in the first house, the second house, the 10th house, you know, all of those, the 10th house is like the career house, right? So there's um, more subtleties that you can, you can excavate <laughs> in terms of clues for your particular career. 
Um, but the essence piece, it's it it doesn't just come from astrology. These are beautiful blueprints that we can take from. Um, but it really comes from um this beautiful, I would say, interaction between your energy and my energy and the creator and whatever ends up being downloaded in that process. And so <clears throat> oftentimes I can even just know the business model of someone. Um, but then what I like to do is I kind of try to still go back and look at that person's journey and let, look at the other tools to just reconfirm that, yes, this is indeed, you know, just make it kind of like a scientific process um, rather than just like, okay, this person told me this. Well, you know, I, I never want anyone to solely go off of anyone's you know, opinion or anyone's, per, even if it's from an intuitive guide, right? Like you, the person has to also come to the same conclusion. And so it's about, let's unravel the details of your story of how you got here. Uh, because all of that is part of the gold. All of that is what you're here to do. Um, as you understand what the lessons are and understand the virtues that you gained from those experiences, um, a lot of that ends up being embedded in in your in your ultimate mission and purpose. Um, and we can have multiple missions as well. So that's that's the interesting part too. And I do end up working with people who have maybe three in them, and you know, it's about the divine timing of them too. Um, and sometimes I see things about people that are in a, in like 10 years time. So it can also like scare them in some ways in, from the perspective of they don't see themselves there yet. Um, so it is also a process of how can we expand your view of yourself and what you, you can be capable of. Um, that's, you know, we, we tend to put ourselves in a little, um, yeah, a little box of what we think is possible. And it's like, wow, but there's, there's so much more <laughs> that could, that could flow through you. So uh, why not, you know, why not have it all? <laughs> right. So it is about um, wanting more, desiring more and being able to claim that and you can receive it as well. So yeah. Um, ah. I love that you said that because I think this is the the most difficult part nowadays. You know, wanting is not that hard, but then actually the receiving part to actually be open to then have it all. Yeah. You know, the the second it's everything stands on our doorstep, we start questioning, am I worthy to have it? Can I do this? Is this do yeah. I really is that really what I desired? Or you know, have <laughs> so how would you no I have to start differently because I want to go back to how did you get to all of this how did you you know find astrology gene keys like what mm -hmm. what led you on this journey yeah it was you know one one step at a time you know I really um started with you know dark night of the soul <laughs> type of experience 
um, about 10 years ago uh, when I was working in San Francisco. And I was like, what's the meaning of life? Like, there's got to be more to this than traveling to a job and coming back and, you know, watching TV and being kind of like a zombie <laughs> every day. Um, and I was seeing other people around me, too, that were acting like robots. I was in as a in, I was always kind of pretty empathic and intuitive that even though I didn't really know it. And so I would just see, you know, all these people just like their light was dimmed very clearly. And they were just behind a computer screen, sort of like coding their life away. And it just, it really bothered me. And I just felt like something was not right about everything like the existence <laughs> so I went through this like crisis of what what's going on here and um you know one thing led to another where I went to an astrologer and he told me I would be a healer a facilitator and an educator and I was like I don't know what's a healer <laughs> so at that time you know there was a lot about me that was under the surface that had not yet come out um and so it was really after I hit 29 that I started to really explore myself and what made me truly happy um and what I was meant to be here for so um I then because I had several different um people who had mentioned Kabbalah to me so I went on a journey of okay, what is this Kabbalah? Like I, I wasn't very religious. So this though seemed like it was some kind of different philosophy. So I was open to exploring it. And um, instead of going kind of the more traditional route of the Kabbalah center, which is where most people go to learn it, I somehow ended up in a mystery school. <clears throat> so I really went down the deep end in the energy realms. <laughs> what is a mystery school? Well, I love you know, it. I mean, I just love it. Yeah. I, it's like, oh, I want to enroll in that. What's a mystery school? <laughs> you know, I have to say that like anything, there's a light and a shadow side to too many things. There's now a lot of people that say they, they have a mystery school and they don't. Mm -hmm. um, the one I entered I still think there were some questionable aspects to it, but it was all part of my journey. It was all part of the lessons that I, I learned. And um, so this particular school claimed that they had healings and teachings since the age of like before Christ, you know, and, and it was passed down from Israel and Egypt and you know, these teachings had been hidden. Basically, that's why it's called a, his, a a mystery school, right? It was only certain sacred people that were part of the secret society that were allowed to learn this information. It was really about the laws of the universe and alchemy and magic and all these things that that totally exist, but they're kind of behind doors. So this school, and there's again, according to them, there's like nine schools around the whole world, maybe like true mystery schools. And they were one of the ones that opened themselves up more to the public in the 80s. Um, and so 
so they have different programs. Um, this Kabbalah program really was a 10 month journey of studying the tree of life. And it was like climbing each of the circles that are part of the tree and embodying or understanding it through your life. So um, it would be represented in your life. The essence of like, let's say Gebra is the circle that means um, being strong and, you know, putting down boundaries and saying no and, you know, putting your sword down and that kind of that kind of energy. Right. So in my life, I would be tested. <laughs> Are you capable of embodying this type of energy? And I would get interesting, you know, scenarios to test that. So it was wild. <laughs> let's just, let's just say, but, uh, you know, so then by the end, you've really gone through this amazing cleansing process. And ultimately we it's, it's here to help us evolve and get closer to God who is, or the ultimate, you know, essence of what we're trying to aspire to become like, and to become beautiful creators and to become um, omnipotent and omnibenevolent and all these things. So for that, we need to go through lots and lots and lots of cleansing. <laughs> and uh, that's what the process kind of aspires for you to do. Um Unfortunately, so yeah, this is my behind the scenes of telling telling you how I felt about this school. Um, you know, I do think that they went a little too far in the um kind of I am God type of schooling or um so there's like two for two schools, right? There is the school that teaches you. I'm the master manifester and I can create whatever I want. And then there's the another school that's like, just surrender to God, you know, just surrender. And it's, it's about, you know, what God wants for you. And ultimately that is probably what's best for you too. Right. And so I, I do think that you want to be a little bit somewhere in the middle of that you know, not extreme in one, one area or the other, because if you only surrender and kind of don't, don't take full ownership of your life, like that's also not the best thing for you. So this is, it's this intricate balance. And I think that that school was a little bit more like, really, I, what I want is what's best. And it's not always the case, actually. So I, you know, learned sometimes like the hard way that, um, you know, what I was manifesting, I became much better at it because the more clear you become, um, the easier it is to bring things into your reality. And then I was like, I want to be a little bit more careful and I want to truly co-create with spirit, not just it being like creating from my ego at the end of the day as well. So, um, so yeah, it was a beautiful, um, process for me to get to that <laughs> realization as well and the realization that actually you don't need to be in a mystery school to experience the tree of life because we are actually living it every, every day um and you can 
even decide for yourself, okay, you can even self-study it, let's just say, and put the intention of, okay, today I'm going to learn more about this area of my life that I feel that maybe I have a bit of a weakness or imbalance in how do I, um, you know, bring that a little bit more into the center. So yeah, so long-winded answer of like, but basically after this school, I just kept learning. I kept, um, you know, I had one person from this school that taught me a different modality called theta healing, mm-hmm. um, which is working with the subconscious, uh, realm. And, um, it's a, it's kind of a form of meditation. Again, the theta is it's getting you into theta brain state, and that's where you can access information, um, in your subconscious. And it's also where you can rewire your, your thought processes as well. Um, so that's one of the main modalities that I use. Um, but it was, it was just my own, um, I I'm an forever spiritual explorer. (laughs) Uh, I feel like, you know, I'm still not even done. And, uh, you know, the most recent one I learned is called spiritual divorce as well, which I think is, it's a whole other, um, you know, it's, it's more about working with your body, doing breath work as well, um, combined with going into someone's like Akashic records and understanding where they have generational patterns that, um, that then keep repeating in this lifetime. Like if you put on a board, your family line and the um, issues that your grandparents had, and then you know, your great grandparents had, you can then trace it to the patterns that you're having in your lifetime too, which is, which is crazy. Um, And so, but it, so it's a very interesting mapping process along with um, this, you know, somatic in the body type of breath work um, to, to release it essentially. So um, I've really, I've really gone and explored quite a lot just for my own curiosity um, and, you know, just use different tools when, when and in and when it's, I feel that it's needed. And the interesting part is that uh, at one point when you just kind of become yourself, it's, you don't really necessarily use one tool or another, you just start to have your own process of working with people as well um I don't know if you you found that as well but it's like you know at one point I'm not, I'm not following any rules of one modality or another it just is like more it becomes more intuitive of what is the information that is needed in that moment so yes I completely believe in what you say when we we learn so much stuff we we integrate so much stuff. And at some point we have embodied certain aspects of each modality that we learned. And those parts then become our own modality, what resonates with us the most. And I believe that every coach, therapist, healer, every everyone basically who serves other people um, brings their specific gifts mm-hmm 
mm-hmm. with yes. all the different modalities. You know, there are so many great techniques out there, but every technique is only as good as the person behind that technique who uses that technique. And if you Absolutely. have really embodied it and also really truly believe in it and trust what you are doing yourself, then you can really be an amazing asset in somebody's life. And like you said, you know, in the beginning, when you talked about the the different schools, you know, the one that says I can do it all and the one that says I can't do anything uh, by myself. I also completely believe that we're in the middle of it. There is no black and white. There is there is never just black and white because we're all individuals. We're all so different. So each solution that there is always needs to have at least five or six different viewpoints. So mm. that I mean, this world is generated in a black and white way. So it's more scalable. It's easier to identify things. But I believe right now we are in this time where the black and white just like breaks open and there are more colors to it. And that 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 is also scary for a lot of people. And they want to, you know, press you into that black box or press you into that white box and be like, no, no, we need to stay here. This has worked so for so long. But as we see, it didn't really work because the majority of people is not happy with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And um, go ahead. (laughs) No. And that's, I just, I'm just so grateful for everybody who steps up, who steps out of their corporate role or nine to five role or whatever, you know, part they have been playing in the past and start exploring, like you said, being an, a spiritual, you know, emotional, whatever, explore, but just be curious and explore because there's nothing that is more precious than your life right here, the flow of your life. And if you um, let your life be dictated by a company, time, fear, um, your family, then what are you doing here? Is always my question. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, no, I, I agree 100% with you. And um, I think also people get confused with what they think is their destiny or their fate. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're faced with certain opportunities and then they're like, oh, okay, I think that was meant to be, but it's like, is that really what was meant to be for you? Like, did you actually actively create that or desire that? Because if you didn't actively desire that, you know, unless it does spark like some, le- you know, it's like some surprise that you're like, oh yes, I feel amazing about what just occurred. If it's not, then it's not your destiny or you can choose for it not to be your, your destiny or your fate. Um, and so that's also an interesting lesson as well as you, as you go along to be able to differentiate, right? Like that job that came to you, um, you know, is that really your fate or not? You know, like you get to decide <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, and so, but yeah, I, I definitely came from, you know, more of this, I guess, corporate type of background as well. And, um, and, and felt that I couldn't express myself in the, 
in the in the way that I wanted. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people feel feel the same way as like you're only allowed to have a particular role. <laughs> and then they just, you know, kind of want you to fulfill that and that's kind of it. But we're so vastly multi-talented and multi-dimensional that um it's a waste of talent at the end of the day. I think that's another um eventually uh, another one of my missions I think is to actually go back and help these businesses to really understand the uniqueness of the individuals that they're working with and trying to actually you know put them in roles that they're meant to to be in to thrive right and to allow them to take ownership or sovereignty of of their own work and things like that so there's there's more for us to evolve for sure but i do think that there is um you know a, a potential for more conscious businesses and that includes you know building teams where you're aware of what other people's gifts are too you're not just slotting them in a narrow thing so it's it's all part of it as well as a you know entrepreneur and you're growing your your company and your team it's like where where can I think about um utilizing everyone's talent to the best ability right and that's again about no you know they all all have to know themselves enough too as well <laughs> right so that's that's a that's a piece of it and <laughs> it that's is, such know. a hard piece for yes to really to really look at who you are also the shadow sides because let's be honest we all like the shiny and the gold and this is what we put on social media you know that's what we show but to really, truly accept who you are with all the quirks, all the doubts, and all the dark, like, I put it in parentheses, because I don't think that the shadow side is actually a negative thing. I just, I think the shadow is something just so beautiful to, for us to learn, for us to evolve from. Because if we would only be, you know, shiny and bright, that would be pretty boring. That would, right. you know, if we all run around just shiny, then there is like no evolution, that there is no growth in a way. So we exactly. also learn from the shadows of others because they mirror something to us that we don't want to see in ourselves. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. So please a, go on. I just jump in because I get so excited about this. Oh, I, I love that. That's it's so true. And it's a, uh, never ending process <laughs> for sure it's like there's those memes on instagram where you're like so when are when are you gonna stop giving me a lesson and i think it's like never <laughs> you know uh but, it, but if you can you know go through life sort of thinking of it more more as a game you know like i feel like the universe has a good sense of humor sometimes as well like if you can kind of laugh at the situation <laughs> rather than you know, getting angry or, or whatever, getting triggered, or at least stopping to acknowledge what, what's going on. And, and maybe just that that will lighten a little bit the, the actual challenge. And if you can start to try to figure out, okay, what is the light in this situation? Um, 
then then you will find it right but if you're just wallowing and sort of staying in that dark place it's hard to get yourself out ultimately as well um so (laughs) but um, I want to go back to the beginning of our conversation when we talked about your program sell your brilliance um because I believe that the old way of selling is out. I think we're over this old way of selling. So in your opinion, how how do we best sell ourselves? Well, again, it, it comes down to knowing yourself and knowing what your gifts are, knowing what you're here to offer, um, knowing who you're here to serve, knowing your message intimately because when you can convey um convey that in a way that people can understand right that's that's where it becomes magnetic um and again as it does have to do with the shadow work that we that we end up doing because i find that as you peel off um some of your darker layers your message starts to illuminate better it's like the words that come through are of a higher nature or like closer to God than they were before. So the more you work on yourself, the more you get like access to the divine. And, you know, when you can, again, co-create, then there's information that flows naturally to you. Um, that's only meant to come through you. Mm. Um, and so that's the ultimate process of getting ourselves to, you know, get to a refinement of that message to a, a higher conscious place. And it's a, it's a process and it's, it's a willingness to always be iterating. So never kind of stay stagnant in, you know, okay, I've created this website and this is what I have to say, but we're always evolving. So as you're, you know, experiencing clients and other people around you, your perception is going to slightly change. So it's, you're always going to want to up-level how you describe yourself and what you do. And um, then, then you end up also attracting a new level, a new layer of clients and people. So um, it's really at the end of the day, a desire for an embodiment (laughs) practice. And that is really um, how you end up just energetically attracting people to work with you. So it's, it's in the, it's, it's in the speaking, right? Like words, words matter, words create reality. So you want to not just write it down. You want to speak it out loud. I mean, you can, uh, whatever platform that is, like if you're speaking through, you know, Instagram, or if you're honestly just speaking by yourself at home, you can still create through your words. Um, And then, you know, things, things can come in the most surprising channels. Like even if you have a specific marketing strategy, And that's what you like to do. Like, let's say you like to have a podcast and that could have in and of itself its own um, purpose. But then your client could come just like from a referral completely randomly or 
you know, from this class that you took or, you know, other, other realms that you didn't even expect that wasn't even part of your strategy. But if you're meant to work with this person in this particular time frame, um, you know, we're, we're often divinely matched up in, in interesting ways. So, um, yeah, it's not, you know, it's, it's never about manipulation, you know, if you want to manipulate someone into, you know, with, with words that are not authentic about what you do, you know, because you think that people want to buy that, you know, unfortunately, then when they come into your program, the expectations are different <laughs> from what's what's actually occurring. And so, you're, you know, that kind of puts a damper on your reputation. So, um, so I know that, you know, there's a lot of, of marketers that like to craft things based on psychology and like, how can we reel them in, you know, and so, you, but um, there is, when you're in pure embodiment, there, there's no need for trying to put some kind of facade on to get people in any longer. You know, I think people can just feel when you're being true and authentic now. And there's, I think more and more people are, are skeptical than ever (laughs) about people selling things. So when they can sense from you energetically that you're really being honest that that differentiates you like a hundred percent from everyone else. Um, and so I think people are are searching more and more for that um, because they've been burned by, you know, people who tried to, you know, sell them something that wasn't, wasn't really real, like kind of smoke and mirrors thing. So, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. So if you could say, like, if you can give our listeners one golden nugget, like you've already thrown so much gold (laughs) into this container right now, but if there's one more golden nugget that you could share, what would that be? Hmm. Um, Let's see. Um, Well, if if you're struggling with what your next step is, um, no matter like what stage you're at, right? There's always the next level of where we want to go. Um, You know, start by examining what you've learned. Um, You know, go back and, and take some time to like kind of journal and reflect on, okay, what went well, what didn't go so well, And now how can I imagine something better? How can I recreate this in a way that's going to make my life easier? (laughs) Um, Because I think most of us, um, you know, can can burn ourselves out, right? I mean, that's kind of the tendency of of most um, founders and entrepreneurs. So what, what can I do now that, what can I imagine that doesn't even exist yet, but can make my life easier? <laughs> and what can I do more day to day that makes me 
um, happy or joyful. Um, and I think as you do more of those things and you discover more of what makes you happy and you embed that into your, into your day-to-day practices, um, almost like a ritual in your business, um, then magical things can, can really occur and come out of that. So that's beautiful yes and that's the perfect closing sentence for us here thank you so much for coming on michelle and thank you for this really enlightening conversation if somebody when when people want to reach you where can they reach you we're going to drop those links in the comments below as well but let's hear it yes um please you know visit my website michelleparad.com um it's with michelle with one l Um, and I have a bunch of free resources there. Um, the favorite one is an archetype quiz. So, um, be sure to check that out. And, um, I'm on Instagram, michelle.parat. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to, uh, show you my world. (laughs) Ah, Thank you so much. And that's it. That's it for today. That's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to another episode of 52 Weeks of Flow. I am giving you a virtual high five right now because you've just, just finished another amazing episode with another amazing guest of mine. So thanks again, Michelle, for coming on. Thank you for having me. And if you have any questions or suggestions, then please reach out at bea at superwoman.coach or at moving underscore river on Instagram. You can also watch this podcast on YouTube. And yes, if you have 10 seconds of your time, I would really, really, really appreciate if you rate the show and review the show. It would mean the world to me. And we could also bring in more amazing guests who will spill the tea on all the hidden mysteries of this world with you and how to get in your flow. So thank you so much for tuning in to 52 Weeks of Flow. And until next time, keep shining, keep learning, keep growing, and keep flowing.